55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Ready to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Here we go. What's up? Off and running on a new week here on the show in the, what is today, the Mobile Farm Bureau Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown Heroes, your local Farm Bureau agent in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Now, there are, you know, more than, there's more than one agent in each county. In most counties, just about all the counties, but you get the point. Hey, I'm Matt, and I am broadcasting to you today live from an undisclosed location in Vicksburg, Mississippi. And Beaver told me just a little bit ago that today is National Barefoot Day. Now, yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they celebrate this in the state of Arkansas because why? That's the, that's the best joke I got on that. And Beaver, I think we're like we're like uh, CNN, Fox News, and like these national news correspondents that have just an extra like half second of delay between me and you, uh, between what I say and when you actually hear it. But I still need to know from you if you think that was a halfway decent joke. Um, sure, Matt Wyatt. I, you know what? I told Chris during the during the show earlier because he had some crazy idea that he should be rewarded with okay out at a restaurant his wife gave a Heimlich to a lady and saved her life literally Chris thought he should be awarded half credit because he let Jennifer know that the lady was choking <laughs> and I said okay well I think it's important to support your friends no matter how dumb their ideas are so. I have to support you here, Matt. So that was the best joke ever. <laughs> the best ever. Well, I'm picking up your sarcasm. And like they said in the movie, I should hope so because I'm landing on pretty thick. Wait a minute. So when you say, though, that Chris wanted half credit, his wife performed the Heimlich on someone in a restaurant. He wanted half credit for <laughs> simply alerting his wife that the woman was choking. But yep. what, I mean, to what end? It, do you get half credit? Like, was he was he expecting like a gift card? If we give him credit, what does he want? Oh, he just wants to be named in the story. He wants to be the hero of the tale. Uh, this is a an attention grab on his part. That's what it is. <laughs> well, that's okay, Chris. We love you. Thanks for letting us know that it's National Barefoot Day. I'll, I'm going to just be totally honest with every single solitary person listening today. On this Monday, June the 1st, you know, it may sound different than the normal sound that comes uh, out of the 
the permanent Farm Bureau studio back at home, the mobile Farm Bureau studio does a really good job. Mobile, meaning it's going to sound a little different, and in this case, the scenery is uh, much different. I have hanging over my head about four giant ferns, uh, a couple of ceiling fans out here on the other end of the porch. Down there is a swing. I am on the front porch of my in-law's house in Vicksburg, Mississippi. My mother-in-law is going to have some surgery this week. Um, it's, it's pretty decent surgery, but it's not like life-threatening or anything. It's, it's having some back surgery, and so we wanted to be here, help out, make sure we're here to kind of you know, get some things done, help her in any way, that kind of thing. So here we are, and I'm sitting here on the front porch, got my legs kicked up, and I am barefoot on National Barefoot Day. Now, Beaver, I want a, a, an answer, a truthful answer. Have you ever, sitting at your desk at the board there in Jackson, on Pear Orchard at the home uh, studios of uh, 105.9 The Zone, have you ever conducted a radio show while kicking off your shoes into your bare feet underneath the desk while you worked? No. I've been I've been in my socks many times in this building, but never barefoot. Yeah. Never barefoot. I think you ought to try it. Well, it doesn't get the Do same you, I mean, feel, right? Like you're you're outside, yeah. you get the you get the nice grass feel, but I got this yeah. carpet which has not been vacuumed since probably Alpha <laughs> Media bought the place, and I'm being serious. So it's a gamble, Matt. Uh, I I think you're you're not a germaphobe, are you? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, we're we're getting close here now. We're getting close into figuring this thing out, and rightfully so. I mean, we're all more germ aware now than we really have ever been. I mean, because of obvious, or as the kids say, obs. But if that's the case, we we get it. I mean, it's, the truth about this is is other than his house, Beaver is just not interested in walking around his bare feet, touching the same floor that other people's bare feet could have touched. Um, so I think that's kind of what we're getting down to. So anyway, y'all kick off your shoes and enjoy it with me. A couple of hours of uh, time with you here on the radio on this June the 1st. I know that, you know, there are other things other than sports, non-sports, and in some ways maybe an angle or two sports related, but there are other things non-sports that pretty much everybody's uh, thinking about or hey, you have paid attention to for a couple of days. Um, and a lot has been said. Every major uh, sports personality out there, it seems like from player to coach to ADs in college, college presidents, team owners in pro sports, I mean, just every single person has put out some type of statement on Twitter and um, Instagram and other places during all this, just a statement of, calling for unity and nonviolent protests, and most of them, and also at the same time calling for justice and a change in terms of the way uh, uh, some of these racial issues are handled in our country. So you've just seen so, so much of it. Uh, It's everywhere. And honestly, I I know a lot of sports media people who've done the same thing, and I, I haven't I never feel like it's my place to do it. I, I don't see myself in some kind of role as 
You know, uh, I need to put out a statement. But I also, at the same time, think, well, you know, if, if a lot of those people had a radio show, they probably wouldn't put out a statement. They just talk about it on the radio. And I didn't get to hear uh, the other shows uh, today. I uh, haven't listened to many others in a few days. I don't know what everybody else said. Um, I'm going to get into some sports. I think there's plenty to cover. There's some things I want to talk about with you from the sports world today. And there are some good stories. There's some things out there that, in the midst of all the negativity, some really positive stories that are encouraging that have popped up. Plus, if you'll remember, last Thursday we started the 100 teams in 100 days countdown to the start of the college football season. We're counting it down to that first full Saturday on September the 5th. And we had team number 100 on Thursday. Well, that would mean that Friday would have been 99, Saturday would have been 98, yesterday 97, and today 96. That's four teams to get us caught up in the countdown. And so that's going to happen today. And I can't wait. It's four teams with some interesting angles. And so later in hour one and then later in hour two, we're going to jump into these teams. Just do quick previews and keep counting it down. We'll, together, me and you are going to learn a little bit. It, in some cases, we may learn a lot. But in a lot of cases, we'll learn a little about each of these teams, each of these 100 teams leading up to the start of the season, and that's coming up. I've got some quarterback news for you uh, coming up as well. That'll be in hour number two. But first, I'm going to jump onto the Country Please and text line with you. It's 885-ESPN. That is a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Beaver, I'll just tell you, I'm trying to still trying to kind of hammer out the plans for the rest of the week, and there's a chance I can get in there to see you maybe tomorrow or the next day. And if that happens, I'll be bringing you sausage, okay? So hopefully I can get that done. But y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Got the Divinity Equipment phone line open to you. Call me. Love to hear your voice. What you want to talk about, hit me up on this Monday. It's 995-1059. That's the number to call. It's a 601 number. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, 601-995-1059. Let's see. Tip on the Country Pleasing text line says, while in Vicksburg, you should get Rob to co-host with you. Yeah, Rob Morgan, offensive coordinator Warren Central High School. We were good friends, roommates, teammates in college at Mississippi State. He's now coaching here, and uh, we're married to sisters. His wife and my wife are sisters. And uh, there's a chance you may hear Rob on the radio this week, but he's on a mower today, I think. He might actually, I think they maybe are out mowing the practice fields. And if I can get Lana, his wife, to come on the radio at some point here on the porch this week, that'd be great too. She could talk to us about what it's like to be a coach's wife uh, during the season, but also during a pandemic. <laughs> Pretty neat perspective, I, I think. I imagine a lot of coaches out there have gone absolutely crazy. Uh, they are naturally, most of them, not all, but most are naturally driven and very busy and very structured, and it's in some ways very military-esque with their schedules. And, man, have they all been thrown a loop here for several months, no doubt about it. Uh, True Maroon says, uh, he sends us a picture, and he says, these masks have a multi-use, hashtag nap time. He's sitting in his car, and all he's done is he's taken his protective mask and raised it up about four inches. So instead of covering his nose and mouth, now it's just covering his eyes, and he can kick on back and take a nap. And hopefully that car 
has come to a stop before he actually uh, did that. <laughs> and then uh, how about Matt, Daddy? I am so glad you can hear this. And I actually have an extra microphone out here, and every now and then I may turn it on and like turn the sound way up, like this right here. And, uh, well, let's see. Hang on. Yeah, there we go. We might turn the sound way on up so that we can hear the birds even better. Matt Daddy says, it doesn't even matter what you're saying. The chirping birds in the background make it feel so relaxing. Keep up the good work. Hashtag Hail State. I wondered about that. Now, here's what we may get as I broadcast from the porch. Uh, you may get the occasional, you know, bird chirping, like it's, as mentioned by Matt Daddy. Overhead, the fern that I'm sitting under, there is a redbird nest. I've been watching Mama and Daddy Redbird fly around here all morning, and they do some chirping when, you know, when they get close, so we may hear that. The other thing is, there's two kids in this neighborhood who have these little bitty motorcycles. Well, I think about it, it's like one is a two-wheeler motorcycle. The other is like a little tiny kid-sized four-wheeler or something, and they fly up and down these streets, and those little things, motorbikes, whatever they are, are so loud. Now, they're kid size, but these these kids, I mean, they have to be, they look to me to be maybe, maybe 11, 12 years old at the most, and they jump on these things and go um, like 50 miles an hour up and down these streets. They just fly, and they are so loud. So with school out, if those two kids get on those things and start riding up and down the street here in the next two hours, we are definitely going to hear that also. So, Matt, Daddy, I'm just telling you, in terms of what we call in the business nat sound, natural sound, you're going to hear uh, a little bit of everything. But it is great to be out here. I was commenting earlier this morning, you know, if you've been outside in the area, central south Mississippi, it's, you know, June the 1st, just surprisingly, I mean, cool is the right word and lack of humidity. One thing I've been doing uh, in Vicksburg is going and walking uh, in the military park and, you know, some pretty good walks, you know, several miles and up and down hills. And if you do it fast and at a steady pace, it's it's a pretty good little walk. And that's a workout for an old guy like me and very little sweating going on. That's just because we don't have humidity yet. It's just not here yet. Now, it may get here any day now. In fact, someone told me this morning that it's coming. Within a few days, but it's just not here yet. Uh, thank goodness. All right, uh, let's start him off. First call of the day on the Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. The birds are chirping here, and we're about to have one chirping on the radio. Mr. Hawk, better known as Chicken Hawk. What's up, Chicken Hawk? Watch out. Now, don't crowd me, bub. You're getting a little close on me there. Mm. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at him. Oh. Talking about you know football for the start. Uh, you got a man up there that I'm real proud of. He's a he's a friend of mine and Lou Bell's going to be the coach up there at Tupelo. I don't know if you've introduced yourself to. Oh him yes, or not. yes. You know, I know Brandon absolutely. Brandon Harden. Uh, no, I'm sorry, um, Ty Harden. I said Brandon. Ty Brandon's Harden, the groundskeeper at Mississippi State. Yeah, Ty Harden. Um, Ty really proud Harden. for him. Yeah, you know, he's done pretty good over there at Chickasaw County, which, you know, that's Lou Bell's home country off over yonder, you know. Uh, she yes. All her families around Chickasaw, Houston, Sparta, and all that part over there. But, yeah, you know, Ty, bless his heart, he think he's cool. You know, he got them California chip highway patrol motorcycle. Look at yourself, reflectable type sunglasses. He be uh, having right. a on, you know. 
got that little pretty hairdo and everything, be wearing them old short sleeve bitches. Boy, he think he's something else. I love him, most. You know, so. <laughs> but, you know, this this dog on a Chinese virus here, and I'm put a, of course, you know, he's a coach, though. He's going to come up out of it. But, you know, he had a heck of a year over there at Houston last year, and I'm proud for him. And I figured you probably know him and stuff. Yeah. When you when you know when they when they start you know getting out on the grass and running around and hitting, go over there and tell him you know pat him on the back and tell him you know that uh, you happen to know the world's most famous Mississippi State person besides you that they is. <laughs> All right, I and, certainly and will. I, and Chicken Hawk, you know the thing about um, Ty, you mentioned it, Houston High School, the county, Houston, the county seat of Chickasaw County. Um, They've always had uh, good athletes. They've had a bunch of recruits over the years, baseball players, different stuff. You know, it seems like it had always been a high school that was hard to go and and really compete a lot year in and year out, you know, just a flash right. here or there. But but Ty went and, you know, of course, was there a long time and then got the head coaching job, and he took them to the playoffs, I think, four straight years, the last four years. And you then know why? Why? Because I fed them. You ask Ty, uh, them boys has been eating some of Chicken Hawks' deer meat. Because every <laughs> year up there at the tailgate, see, Ty and them tailgates right directly behind us. So we swap meat, live, all kinds of stuff. So I always give Ty a bunch of my, you don't eat my deer meat, you and Beaver, y'all know what it's like. I don't, hey, I got them boys pepped up on that deer meat. So look, I ain't going to take all the credit like Brooke tried to do from Paul Jenner from, you know, about choking right but mm-hmm. now we'll we'll take a little bit of credit for feeding his boys some real high protein <laughs> protein <laughs> is very is very important for football teams for sure wait a minute you laughing now you got you ask my boy ty you know i you will ask i'll ask him i definitely yeah, will t- he'll tell you about chicken hog how you know that i'm the number one fan <laughs> of the man from the man of galilee he'll tell you all right so i tell everybody but look at him. Uh, I'll be praying for your mom-in-law there, and uh, you know, tell HQ and LQ we said hi. And there's two things that I want everybody to know: hashtag Hell State and see ya. Chicken Hawk out. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Um, you know, Ty is going to do well at Tupelo, I believe. The previous uh, coach, Trent Hammond. And his staff, um, and really a lot of folks in Tupelo had had done a um, a really fine job of I think just kind of building it into something that kids wanted to play. Uh, they had younger kids that had begun to get involved and want to play football, and were you know coming up. So that means that there's players coming up. There's a feeling there that they're going to have some good teams in the future. And they have a lot coming back too. Got a quarterback in uh, uh, Jake Weir, uh, excuse me, Jake Weir, that they can build around, who's got some Division One offers and is uh, being recruited a very steady player. And so I think I think they got a chance to have some success right away uh, there at uh, Tupelo. Ty Harden, new coach. Appreciate the call, Chicken Hawk. I'll hit him up. Jason and Flagstaff on the Country Pleasing text line sent me a – picture 
And it's the, what is that? That's the KN95 protective mask. You got a couple of extras. Here's here's my question, though, Jason, and there are a lot of people who probably know this in regards to these protective masks as it relates to the coronavirus. I, I got them mixed up. Which one is the real one and which one is the knockoff? Like the real, I was thinking the real one was the, was the real one the KN95 and the knockoff lacked one of those letters, like it was K95 or something? Anyway, I got confused on that. And, you know, I I see a lot of people still out and about. We were out some yesterday uh, running a couple of errands. I still see people out and about wearing masks, but I see a lot of people without them, for sure. Uh, unnamed text. No, this is JC. JC texts the show, and he says, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that changes the channel when Chicken Hawk comes on Matt's show. Hashtag Radio Poison. JC, you really think it's that bad? I don't think everybody changes the channel. What do you do, though? Do you switch it back? when? The, I mean, how do you know the call's over? Because, you, you know, we didn't lose you completely, did we? JC, thanks for your text. What's JC stand for? Coming up, the quarterback is in Starkville. According to reports, the quarterback is in Starkville. How do you know that things are about to crank up and gear towards football when the quarterback is on campus? That and a running back has been arrested on another SEC team. I'll tell you who, what, when, and where. Coming up, stick around. Back on the show, rolling along with you on this Monday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau agents in all 82 counties across the state. Somebody that, people that you will get to know one-on-one. People that are just like you. Living in your community, right there, serving in your community, volunteering, working, going to church, eating, supporting the local football team. You know, their kids go to school with your kids. That's your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. And look, I got to be honest with you, too. When it comes to haggling over, you know, the price of this and the price of that coverage and this coverage, and and, and when you're ultimately talking about, like, uh, a couple of dollars, like literally in a lot of cases, $2, $5. Um, I just encourage you to place a premium on, number one, the kind of person that you're dealing with. Consider that. And number two, how available to you are they around the clock? And at Farm Bureau, you get great people who if you call them at midnight and say, hey, look, I've got my policy with you and something just happened, they're going to jump up out of bed and come help. That's just the way they do it at Farm Bureau. All right, broadcasting from the porch, my in-laws' front porch here in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Glad to be with you all today. I'm going to start you off with a phone call right here, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up, Jason? 
Not nothing much. Thought I would explain the uh, the knockoff situation with those things <laughs> as best yeah, I can. Yeah, the, the mask. Okay, so if somebody just tuned in, Jason sent me a picture of the the what is it? The KN95. Uh, let me see. Make sure I get this right. The yeah, KN95 masks that are for your protection and. I got confused, Jason, because somebody was selling knockoffs of this, and they changed uh, a letter or a number or something. Yeah, that happens. Uh, well, for one thing, the government hurried up and issued an emergency order, you know, approving them to be used by nurses and doctors that were, you know, right in the faces of people with this COVID-19. And that was wrong to begin with because the N95 masks are hard plastic, and, and it can be wiped okay. down, you know, these are paper. They can't. They have the filters and the everything else, but they cannot be wiped down. Once they're infected, they're done. So, okay. So uh, the N the am I, are you saying the N95 mask is get one, reuse it over and over, but the KN95 get it, but eventually throw it away or quickly throw it away? Yeah. If, if somebody, if like, if you're in. In the same room with a patient, and they sneeze all over you. You you got to throw it away. The N95, all you have to do is change the filter out if you can do that. Some can, some can't. But the, the hard shell, it's easier to reuse them. The paper yeah. filter. I don't know if my text went through to you, but the reason I got those is because they protect against pollen, dust, and smoke too. <laughs> That's the main reason I got those. I got you. And so you already had them. Well, cool. I appreciate the heads up. And and it's a little more clear now than it was before. So your yeah. phone call has served a purpose. I appreciate and that. And there's one more thing. that they, they did run into people selling knockoffs because they were ordering them from China. You know, your, your little plug there for State Farm. That, uh-huh. that has a lot to do with it. When you can't call a customer service and complain about it, you're probably getting ripped off. You're probably so getting they, ripped off. Yeah. They were buying a bunch of stuff from China, and they weren't verifying it. And the, the healthcare places would get all this stuff in, and it was either knockoffs or incomplete. And they don't have time to be assembling all that crap in the, in the hospitals. So they just, like, immediately the first week, they canceled. It's like 600 different companies from China put them all on the, the knockoff list. We Nobody in America uh-huh. can do business with them anymore. Right. It was, it was crazy. There's a whole bunch of stuff on top of a whole bunch of other stuff. Sure, sure. And I see a lot of homemade masks, too, out yeah. there, um, for sure. Jason, I appreciate the info, man. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Yep, call me anytime. That's Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, on the Divini Equipment phone line. Divini Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. JC stands for John Clinton. He says, I come back when a crappy song finishes on the other channel. <laughs> okay, thanks for the explanation. Uh, JC is not a fan of Chicken Hawk, and that's okay. That's all right. We can't all be fans of each other all the time. Rebel Godfather says, I don't wear a mask. I'm ugly enough where people stay more than six feet away. Hey, I didn't think about that, Rebel Godfather. That's, come to think of it, I haven't been close to anybody either. They, nobody will get close to me. <laughs> Maybe we've kind of run into what the answer is right there. Y'all text me on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. I had a link here that I just wanted to pass along. There is so much bad news 
Uh, no, it is not everybody's responsibility to search and find good news just to make ourselves feel good. Sometimes bad news serves a purpose. Sometimes hard stuff, difficult stuff serves a purpose. But this is one that, you know, we have a lot of sports fans, and I'm not really a sports bar goer myself. I'm not at that point in my life. Uh, but there are a lot of people who are, and this may hit close to home. I just thought I'd pass this along as a good story. Listen to what people have done for this guy. There is a sports bar owner in Minneapolis who, during the middle of the um, George Floyd protests that turned into riots um, in Minneapolis over the weekend, his sports bar was destroyed, just absolutely torn to shreds. But here's the thing about it. This is not your normal, like, this is not somebody who owns a bunch of businesses and was opening one. This is a guy who had been a fireman. Uh, he's a father of four. He'd been a fireman. He'd worked his way up and saved his money and saved his money and saved his money over years and years and years. His dream was to own and operate a sports bar. And uh, then he finally got things ready to go. He was going to be able to open it. They had a grand opening planned and everything. The man's name is, he goes by his first initials, KB, last name is Bala, B-A-L-L-A, KB Bala. Again, fireman, worked his way up, saved his money over years, father of four, going to open this sports bar, had a grand opening planned, and then it was paused and put on hold because of the coronavirus back in March. Just shut it down. We're just going to have to wait. So he's waiting and waiting and waiting, and then... In these um, riots over the weekend, uh, looters and others break the glass, break in, destroy everything. He posted a video of himself showing, uh, you know, the the ruins basically of what was going to be his sports bar that he'd always dreamed of opening. And in the video, I think it was a live video on social media that he showed, he began to get emotional. And then he kind of became overcome uh, with emotion. Um, I saw it. People said he was weeping, and I think that's a good way to describe it, weeping. And it was genuine. You could tell it was genuine. Well, as word began to get around and the video became viral, and more and more people started to see him and found out who he was, they started a... GoFundMe campaign in order to gather up some money to help him maybe get back on his feet. Well, um, as of the last, in just under 48 hours of that being available, that GoFundMe campaign, it has raised $350,000. People from all over the country have immediately gone click and have given a few dollars to a few hundred to a few thousand. And it has added up to, in less than 48 hours, of protesters, rioters, looters, destroying what was going to be his business. Um, Strangers, total strangers, after seeing a social media post, have um, piled up 350 thousand dollars uh in a gofundme account to get his business back going again 
Um, if you want to check it out, just just Google his name. It's just K B Bala B A L L A. Kind of an interesting. You could do some fun things with that name uh, with a sports bar. But I just wanted to pass that along. I, you know, the people like um, I'm sure John Krasinski, who was a Jim from the Office, who has the thing that he sold to CNN or whatever, the some good news. Yeah, they have bigger platforms and they probably have a better. Uh, way of spreading that around uh, I, and maybe even more of a responsibility to do good news because they are they have those platforms but for me and for this show when i see stuff like that i want you to know about it because i like to know about it there are a lot of really good good-hearted um people who will sacrifice for others and try to help somebody in this case a total stranger all because I saw the emotion of uh, the situation that he was in. wanted to pass that along to you. Again, K.B. Bala. You can find that GoFundMe yourself if you wanted to. It sounds like he's going to be back on his feet, though, really quickly, if you ask me. Hey, uh, I mentioned this to you. Um, let me pass this along real quick, reset, so that you know. You can text me on the uh, Country Please and text line 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone 995-1059. 601 number 995-1059, the number to call. I'd love to hear from you today. So coming up next, yeah, about the quarterback. Um, 24-7 reported that uh, K.J. Costello on campus, made it to campus this weekend at Mississippi State. What does that mean and what is he all about? I'm going to tell you that. And coming up next, jumping back into our countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. That's coming up next here on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. show in about two minutes from right now we're going to jump into the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days beaver's going to reach over there and hit the button and play the noise it does the little intro that's all coming up we are counting them down so that started on thursday that was team number 100 so we got four days to make up friday saturday sunday and then today all the way down to number 96. So a couple teams coming up. We'll do a couple teams um, and get familiar. What what the purpose of it is, I think, is, yeah, it scratches our football itch as we get closer and closer to football season, which I believe is really going to be a football season. But it also gives us an opportunity to together learn a basic kind of ground-level level of information about 100 different teams in college football. It's a great way to make us – do our homework. So that's coming up in just a bit. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I'm on the porch, though, the mobile Farm Bureau studio here today. And coming up to start hour number two, we're going to find out what it's like to be uh, the wife of a football coach during the summer, during what has been a, a pandemic, where normally, you know, the you like him, 
But he's a football coach. You don't have to spend every waking minute with him. And he's coaching ball and doing practice and stuff. But during all this stuff here recently, uh, you have to see him every day. <laughs> so that'll be coming up. That's uh, That'll be my sister-in-law, uh, Lana Claire Morgan. She'll be coming up with us at the uh, top of the hour. We'll see what that's all about. So looking forward to that. Without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into it right now. Our countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. One hundred teams. One hundred days. Yeah, that'll work. That's what I'm talking about. Let's do it. Teams number 99 and number 98 on the countdown, the final countdown. First up, team number 99 here is uh, the Pirates of East Carolina. From the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, they are in a rebuild, or at least believed to be entering into a year two of a rebuild at East Carolina. You know, East Carolina, the place that, I guess, where one of the stops for Gardner Minshew. Remember that? I wonder if anybody remembers that, <laughs> right? Out of Juco, goes to East Carolina, is there for one year and actually plays some. And is now, uh, of course, a starter in the NFL with a stop at Washington State in the middle. But East Carolina was on Gardner Minshew's path. Uh, so then the AAC, the American Conference, and last year they went four and eight. They were one and seven in their conference a year ago. But considering how bad they were the previous year and prior to a coaching change, uh, so you go back two years ago they were three and nine. So they actually improved a game last year. Two years ago, they had that loss to North Carolina A&T. Somehow they beat North Carolina the next week. Um, they just were a mess a couple of years ago. Okay, But new head coach Mike Houston, he's improved that program at East Carolina in several ways. One, recruiting is doing a little better. And they are in a place where they can recruit. They're never going to recruit on the level of South Carolina, North Carolina. Right now, um, North Carolina and Chapel Hill uh, under uh, Mac. Brown, they are absolutely tearing it up on the recruiting trail. Unless you've been paying attention, you wouldn't know. But they are. Uh, but anyway, it's in a very you know fertile recruiting area uh, of North Carolina. So they're trending up primarily because of recruiting. But you know they got some other things uh, going their way too. Now they are in a rebuild. This is not going to be a fast thing for East Carolina. But just real quick, uh, they're returning a junior quarterback. Uh, Holton Ehlers is his name. He's already played in 22 career games. And anytime you got a experienced guy at quarterback to build around, that's good. We talked about recruiting. They, prior to, let's see, let me, let me get this back. No class has ranked better than 79th since 2016. Okay, but this past year and, and going into this year, they have a class that's at number 70. So 10 points better than what has been their average for, you know, half a decade already just points to new coaching staff is really working their tail off. They're going to build a foundation and that type of thing. Um, schedule. They will begin the season on September the 5th by hosting Marshall. You will see East Carolina play a Southeastern Conference team. It'll be in week two when they go to Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, because of some of the games they have on their AAC schedule, it's not easy. They're going to 
host UCF. They're going to travel to South Florida. They will host Navy. Uh, you got Temple in there. you got Cincinnati in there on the road uh, late in the year. Um, so that's a quick look at East Carolina. Just quick note. You can know a little bit about their program. Experienced quarterback coming back, but year two of a rebuild and a new head coach who is recruiting better. But they're several years away from climbing back up the ladder and maybe getting competitive at the top of their conference, which is the uh, American Athletic Conference. All right, <clears throat> let's see. Who's the next one? That was team number 99, so team number 98 would be, that'd be Kansas. Yeah, the less miles led Kansas Jayhawks, number 98 on our 100 teams countdown. And look, three and nine last year, but they showed some signs of life at Kansas last year. They won at Boston College on the road. That's one of their three wins. And um, let's see here. Let, um, let me find this. Oh yeah, that's right. One of their so one of their three wins last year was at Boston College on the road. And then of course you remember they kicked that field goal right at the end of the game to beat Texas Tech. It was very dramatic. And so a three-win team, but again, it was just a a lifeless program prior to Les Miles getting it, and now they have a little bit of a of a pulse. Again, three wins last year, but recruiting better than they have, and they've got some players. Um, they got a running back named Puka Williams, who was the first team All Big Twelve running back. Uh, they have a future. Um, Draft pick offensive lineman named Akeem Adenji at Kansas. So he's first team all Big 12 and he'll be a high draft pick. And those guys are back. So some all conference players to build it around. And you know, Les Miles. Okay. Number one, gave them a pulse last year. They had some high five moments, which if you're going to build a team, you got to have some high five moments, regardless of your win total. Well, they had that last year, Boston College, Texas Tech. Recruiting is trending upward. And a couple of players that are really good, all Big 12, going to be drafted, that kind of, you know, to build it around. It just has a feel to me of a place that's really, really hard to win. But um, he's, you just know that Les Miles is going to put players in there. He always has everywhere he's been, did it at Oklahoma State, LSU. And this is a totally different profile type of job, but he can do it. And if you like numbers – you know, if you like the ESPN football power index and the chances it may give a team to win and that kind of thing, they actually give them a chance um, in four games this year, okay, including beating Boston College again. Um, there's a, a win on the schedule against New Hampshire. There's a win on the schedule against Coastal Carolina. Um, they got a fighting chance, maybe just slight underdogs, they say, in a game against Baylor. So... Uh, that might be a little bit of a head scratcher there, but again, we're just talking about stats and numbers the way computers would, you know, spit that thing out. And here's the other thing about it too. Again, we talk about the job that Les Miles can and is doing at Kansas. He's just going to make them a little better. Are they going to knock on the door of Oklahoma anytime soon? No, absolutely not. Not anytime soon. But last year in the Big Twelve, what do they have? Ten teams. Ten teams in the Big Twelve. Well, they were number eight in total offense. You go, well, wait a minute, eighth out of ten. Right. But it's still it's the Big 12 we're talking about where they don't play a whole lot of defense. Okay. And for Kansas, in that conference, to not be at the bottom of the league in offense where they were for five years, 
was a step up. It, again, a pulse and showed you a sign of life. And so I just think that's something to keep an eye on there, huh? So team number 99 was East Carolina. Team 98 is Kansas. Coming up uh, later in hour number two on today's show, we'll do two more teams. We'll get 97 and 96. Today, uh, we're working our way up to 96 because today is um, 96 days away from that first full Saturday of September the 5th. We're at 96, and so tomorrow will be 95, and we'll uh, make our way through that. So you're talking about a, a good 100 days of counting those teams down, learning a little bit together. If at any point you are familiar with these teams, and I'm not, and I throw something out there that's a little bit off, let me know. Don't worry about correcting me. You can call me and tell me, or you can text me and tell me on the uh, Country Please and Text line at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. Or call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer. It's 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 995-1059. Kansas and Les Miles will open up uh, hosting New Hampshire in 96 days from today. And then week two, they go to Baylor uh, out in Waco. So there you go. All right. Hour two coming up. What's it like to be a coach's wife? Let's find out around the break. Stick around. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.